Welcome to Locked on Flyers podcast for Wednesday, November 13th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that's still kind of bitter that the Caps have a team dog and the Flyers don't. I mean, that's the big matchup here is that we finally get to see Captain, and he's not ours. You know, I'm okay with it, mostly because, first of all, the Flyers have now done a photo shoot with a lot of different dogs. So if you think about the quantity of dogs that the Flyers interacted with, I think we're in good shape. I mean, I would like a team dog, but also I think it would be fun to have a team cat because A, I have a cat and I like cats, and B, (laughs) it would buck the trend. Or like hamsters or something, you know, cute, but not a dog. I could see that. I I think for me personally, I would just want to have all team animals. Like I want the cat, the dog, the hamster, maybe some goldfish. I just want to see the boys with cute animals. And like fair, see the animals enough. do really cute flyer stuff. Because, I mean, come on. But yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean... If you feel the same way, obviously, and even if you don't, subscribe to Locked on Flyers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts so you never, so you get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network, your team each and every day. We're your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. So today we are going to talk about tonight's game against uh, the Caps. So we'll preview that. We will also talk about some roster moves so far and what we think and finish up with a Flyers mailbag. And remember, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. Tweet us all your questions for our weekly mailbag. And tell us what you think about the Flyers and how they're doing so far in the season. If you don't have Twitter, no problem. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. So, moving on. Tonight, hmm, the Capitals are still at the top of the division. <laughs> Rich, are you surprised? No. I mean, I really thought that they would win the division this year. But what I think interesting about the Caps so far is that they're just quietly good, right? Yeah. I don't feel like the hockey community is talking about them per se, or they haven't really caused any controversies. The only kind of through line for the season so far has been Carlson. Yeah. But I think, you know what, I think hockey is so, like, what have you done for me lately? And, like, the Caps have always been good. Like, so you're just not surprised that, like, you know, when you see the Caps at the top of the vision, that's where they've always been. So you're not really like, hmm, the Caps are really good. They just, that's how they've always been. They've always been good. Their star players have are continuing to produce, and they've always continued to produce. And I think that hockey's kind of like a what have you done for me lately, like, new shiny new toy. So, like... But, but yeah, I mean, I personally kind of am surprised with the Caps just because I kind of thought I knew they would get in the playoffs, obviously, but I just thought that the Canes would jump them and the Canes have not, are not like where I thought they would be. So, um, I guess maybe I should just think, keep thinking the old faithful way because the Caps are still the Caps and the Flyers face them tonight. So, before today's episode, um, I spoke to my really good friend who is a Caps fan. So I was I was pre-scouting him, and I was asking him, like, 
some questions. So I will tell you his answers and, you know, we'll start our conversation from there. But I asked him, like, how are the Caps stars doing so far? Um, What about some depth players? Um, Carlson, he's just been unreal and Holpe. So I asked him a bunch of questions. He came back and said, Holpe has rebounded since his poor start, but that was bound to happen. So currently Holpe is 8-1-3 and three with a 3.25 uh, goals against average and a .828 save percentage. But in his last five, he is 4-0-1 with a, nine, a .917 save percentage. He said um, Carlson has cooled off, which, again, was kind of to be expected. Um, but currently in 19 games, he still has 29 points. So obviously still keep a lot. Unreal. It's just, it's just, I mean, and I mean, he's surpassing everybody in points. So he's still like Carlson. So still keep out for him. But one thing he said, um, was that their depth scoring, their depth scoring right now is kind of non-existent. And that's more so because of their depth was geared towards playing better defense. And um, which is interesting only because they traded for Radko Gudas, who is a good defenseman. <laughs> like He's all right. I know. Underlying numbers. I know. Good. I will die on the silk. Radko's actually pretty good. Pretty good defenseman. He just, we just I, never I gave him any. Too. Yeah, like they, the fly always did on the bottom pair. And like, granted, yeah, Radko is also Radko. So, but um, and I said uh, I. Followed him up with that question about defense. I said, well, what do you think the Caps are doing to still have so much success? Is it, do you think it's just like the, te- the teams they played? Um, or is it just the stars being the stars? And he said it's definitely the stars. Um, but Jacob Verana, who has always been a standout player for the Caps, is again is following up uh, his contract year with a great year. Um, and he's turned into this elite player. Uh, that he is or was supposed to be. Uh, currently he has nine goals eight assists for 17 points in 19 games. Um, but he said the fact that their depth isn't scoring and that's okay because they're playing so well defensively. And so I just thought that was really interesting, especially the fact that the Caps have um, focused so much more on defense this year. Um, and that's kind of how they're having success, which is similar to the Flyers. Yeah, it really is. Although I am interested to see how our... TLC line lines up against this defense because they've been the ones that have been able to pressure the most, get the most high quality opportunities and, and what defensive pairings on the caps are they going to get matched up against? Right. I think, um, you know, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure because you got to think about it. It's either you, you, put your best defensive pair against that line or, I mean, and then you just forget about Claude Giroux, who has always been the Flyers uh, or one of the Flyers' best um, players. I think the other thing, too, to factor in is the Caps have a really strong special teams that I believe they are combined third overall right now if you combine their penalty kill and power play effectiveness and they're like fourth in one and seventh in the other and the flyers have been strong on that front but not that good and so i think it'll be key for the flyers to stay out of the penalty box as much as possible especially knowing that they have Ovi waiting in his office to take those open shots that he always seems to get yeah and I mean, he's having an unreal year again. He is. And so he's off to the second best 
scoring start of his career again at age 34. He's ranked seventh in the league in scoring at 23 points, having more goals than assists in those points. And I think he's matured a lot overall. Uh, I remember there was a recent article when the Caps went to play the Leafs about how you know, he was talking about the Leafs and what they would have to do in order to win a cup and speaking from the experience of building the Caps team over a few years and figuring out what adjustments he needed to make. He could speak to the young players on the Leafs and kind of how they would need to work together as a team to finally win that cup. And it was just so thoughtful that I was just like, oh, I mean, Ovi is still fun and wacky, but he's also kind of smart and has some perspective now, which is, I, I think, kind of cool, actually. Yeah, definitely. Um, the one player that, I mean, I think, I wouldn't say he's the key to the cap success, but, I mean, he's so important to their success. It's just, like, Evgeny Kuznetsov, the fact that right now they have him going and he leads, um, I think he leads forwards in, in points. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating <laughs> as somebody who has to play against yeah. them. But at the same time, I can see why they've been so successful, right? Because they have that sort of one-two Absolutely. punch. Um, so, like, I mean, what do you think is, what do you think the outcome of tonight's game is going to be? You know, I think that the Flyers have a much stronger chance, obviously, because mm-hmm. they're at home. And I, I think on those kind of more key games, that helps them a lot for sure. Uh, I really think anything can happen here, but I think it's such an important game for the Flyers because after that three games in four nights to be able to regroup and have to immediately face a top team like the Caps will really show a lot. I'm, you know, like we've been talking about, I really, really hope this game stays in regulation. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of what happens, but I think that there'll be a lot of information to come out of this game in terms of who and what the Flyers are. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that this is a really good test for the Flyers. You know, I mean, I, I we keep saying like this is a good test for them, but it is. And I think that they've after that back to back this weekend, they've they have confidence and they are they're trusting the systems that AV has put in place. And I think that, you know, the change in coaching and the change in system and maybe changing up some of the roster definitely has helped them and they're feeling it. So we'll wrap up with that um, and we'll just see how the Flyers come out tonight. Welcome back to Locked on Flyers. Let's take a look at the roster and some of the moves that were made or some of the many moves that were made. <laughs> and we'll discuss uh, the current lineup and what we think of the Flyers roster so far. So right now, the current lineup is JVR, Giroux, and Fairby as the top line. Um, Limblom, Coots, and TK as the second line. Terinsky, Hayes, and Voracek as the third line, and Andrioff, Raffle, and Pitlick as the fourth line. Um, the defensive pairings are Provi Niskanen, um, Sanheim, Myers, and Ghost Braun. Um, and some regular scratches are Haig and Stewart. The injured players currently are Lawton, Bunneman, and Moran. And guys that kind of went up and down or both 
were Bunneman, Vorobiev, Turinsky, Rubsov, Andrioff, and Farabee. Um, and for defense was Moran and Myers. And yeah. Oh, one more thing. Uh, Chris Stewart was signed and there were no trades so far. Um, so Rachel, how are there, is there any surprises? Um, or is there anyone that you're surprised we haven't seen so far in the season? Well, we've talked about it a little bit, but I think that it's not completely a surprise understanding the management right now, but I think given how many players have been brought up and sent back down, you know, we talked about Barabiev, Torinsky, Rubsov, Andreev, Fairby came up, but he stayed up. It's an AK. Yeah. It's Abe Kubel has been a pretty solid and consistent player. And I really think has deserved an opportunity at the NHL level. And for some reason, management just does not agree and that's just so frustrating because I really think he just needs a break. Like, give that kid yeah. a break. I agree. And I think that, you know, he might, he just needs one opportunity to get that call up and to show what he's got. Yeah. One thing that I have been impressed with is the tinkering that they've been doing because it's been deliberate and it, it's been good, I think, in terms of you know, rotating some of the borderline players through to see what fits well, especially on that fourth line. And you saw, especially like with Carson Torinsky, where he started out on the Flyers roster, didn't really make a strong impact, got sent down to give somebody else an opportunity to see what they could do. You know, it's it didn't really work out either, but then... Torinsky gets called back up and now he's on the third line. And I think he's playing pretty well considering that he's with Horacek right now. But I think it's good moves. I think we've had a lot of moves, like we said, but I think they've been toward a really specific purpose. And I think that given how the last couple of games went, they've settled down a little bit. And I would be surprised if they made more than one other move on the on that bottom line right now. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think that I think that we've kind of found some consistency so far um with the the fourth line because Andrioff, Raffle and Pitlick have looked really good together. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, Andrioff is new like newly called up and is like fired up and so he just brings a jolt to that line but I think they've they've played really well together when Lawton gets back um I wouldn't be opposed to seeing that line get broken up and you know Turinsky getting moved down but so far I think that the bottom six has looked the best currently has looked the best it's looked all all um season for sure and I I think the same goes on the defensive side, right? That they had been sitting Moran, they gave him a shot, it didn't really work, so they sent him down. And they brought up Phil Myers, who we knew from get-go was absolutely ready to make this team. They just felt like they didn't have room for him at the time. And now that they made room for him, he's done nothing but shine. And so that move really helped solidify the D pairings. 
and they've stuck with them consistently over the last several games. So it just goes to show you that that it was a positive move. Absolutely. I would be shocked if they touched the defensive pairings. Um, I think that Phil Myers looks legit right now and he's done everything that he's needed to do, to do, um, to stay in the NHL. And I mean, I just think having him in there just slots people down the right way. Yeah, for sure. And I just think that again, this management has done such a good job with making targeted moves for specific reasons with very clear explanations as to why they're happening. So I I think that you can't really argue with any of it. And I look forward to seeing, you know, this lineup in a more consistent fashion, obviously, other than the Lawton situation, but to keep some consistency in, in the lineup as much as possible for a while and and see the team continue to get better and better. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Um and I think overall the performance of the of the roster, everyone that's playing night in, night out, you know, you can't really we can't really complain. They've been playing their hardest and, you know, they've come out and found ways to win. It's true. And you know, we talk about player performance, but that's not the only performance that might be on your mind, especially guys. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed with Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever opportunity arises. Go to BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. BlueChew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when using our special promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it free. Welcome back once again to Locked on Flyers, your daily Flyers podcast on the Locked on Sports Network. It's Wednesday. You asked, we're answering. It's mailbag time. So let's start off. Rachel, we got a toughie. First question, where does Nolan Patrick fit on this team if and when he returns? Yeah, I am a little worried about it, especially if, like we've been talking about, they have some really good chemistry and things are kind of firing on all cylinders. The good part about it is that that third line has been a little shaky, Mm -hmm. right? And so to be able to slot Nolan Patrick back into that 3C spot and move Giroux back to the wing, get Hayes up in the lineup, like I think I think the Flyers are going to be so much better off with him there (laughs) that 
I think it's worth taking that risk, obviously. And it's, it's like, it's not a risk. It's Nolan Patrick. Like, we have to think about that. I know it's hard to change things when things are going well, but they can always be better. And Nolan makes things better. Um, so I think we're probably thinking on the same lines where Nolan would slot in as that third line center. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. As long as like currently, I think the only line that I wouldn't break up is the TLC line. Um, so yep. yeah, okay. Moving on, uh, pick one current or former flyer that if you played in the NHL, what you would model your game after? Like, what kind of style of play would you play? Like a current or former flyer? So for me, since I actually yeah. play hockey, I've thought about this. <laughs> And it's, it's Wayne Simmons. Ah, I love that. And yeah, because, well, okay, here's why I, I picked him. It's because I don't have a very good shot. And so most of the goals that I score, which is like very, very few, let's be real. But most of the goals that I score when I play hockey are like dirty goals in front of the net, getting a rebound or just being in the right spot, right in front of the net and getting, you know, a, a random puck and just being able to shove it in. So given that Simmons is really good at that, and, I, you know, I do stand in front of the net and try and do the redirects like he does, I actively try and do that. So um, that that is why I picked Wayne Simmons, because I, I have actually watched his game and tried to do <laughs> what he does. That's nice. I like that. Um, I don't play hockey, so I'm going to... I'm going to pick a player who I love watching, and that would be Danny Briere. I would would try to mile my game after him just because he's so um, speedy and, like, and such a good goal scorer. Um, but he's so smart on the ice. And what I really like about him is that he's little, but and but he's feisty. But not feisty in this way of that, like, people would say, like, kind of like TK or maybe Brad Marchand. Like, I felt like Danny didn't, he didn't start anything. He finished it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he wouldn't He wouldn't back down because he was a small guy, but he wouldn't let people take advantage of him. So I think that's kind of, like, how I would be on the ice or how I would want to be on the ice. Like, you know, I wouldn't start anything, but, like, if you're going to mess with me, then obviously I'm going to jump in because um, I kind of take that, like, viewpoint in life so anyway yes I would be like Danny and like hopefully I'd score all the cool clutch goals like he did and everyone would love me like they all love Danny so yeah that's who I would pick well I think I think think that's good I mean hey you can't go wrong modeling your game after Wayne Simmons and Daniel Breer I mean come on that's that's money in the bank it's good um okay moving on uh, biggest surprise this season and biggest disappoint and biggest disappointment this season. I think the surprise has been they actually are playing the kids. Okay. I think that we've just been so accustomed to them not doing that or handling it poorly that the fact that they seem to be handling it mostly well, is a little bit disconcerting. (laughs) That's funny. 
I would have like a secondary thing, but I'll let you say yours first. Uh, Okay. So my biggest surprise for the season would probably be, um, the penalty kill being like average to kind of good. Um, and I just thought like, I don't know. One, I don't know how much I trusted Mike Yo when he got hired. So him being in charge of the penalty kill, I was kind of already suspicious. Um, and I just kind of felt like this is just the norm. Like our penalty kill is just bad. Like I don't know what needs to change. It seems like everything changed besides the coaching. So I didn't really have a lot of faith in Mike Yo, but I am completely surprised by the change in like, you know, system and changing up some of the players and it's good. It's, I, I don't feel like that crazy anxiety that I get every time a team goes on the power play against the Flyers. So I'm surprised by that. <laughs> That's a yeah. good one for sure. I think my secondary one on there is Oscar Lindblom. It's, it's because, oh my God, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like we've known that he's good, but just because he hasn't had that real opportunity that I, I, we knew he was going to be better than he has been again, just because of usage and him getting messed with, but. I just didn't think or didn't know he would be this good. I completely agree with you. And, like, even though everyone says, like, oh, he was a fifth-round draft pick. And, like, yes, he did fall, but he was, like, projected in the third round. And, like, even, like, playing like this, it's very rare for third-line players to play like this. Or third, yeah, third-round drafted players to play like this. I mean, he's just, like, on another level at this point, and it's amazing to see. Yeah, I love it. How about your biggest disappointment? Okay, so my biggest disappointment is probably the fact that, and this is like, when I say this is biggest disappointment, it's only because that's what the question's asking. I'm not like disappointed, I'm not like heartbroken over this, but I am kind of disappointed that we haven't seen Morgan Frost right now, or like, you know, how small of a sample size he got in preseason. And that's because, like, obviously he got hurt. So there were other things that happened. But, like, I just thought by now I would see more of Frost in the NHL. Um, So, yeah. But I think I set myself up for that Um, because I was just, like, so excited. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Him and therapy, they're knocking the doors down. And Morgan tried, but then he had to go back. (laughs) Um. I think mine is the goaltending management. Ooh, that's a good one. I think it's, it's been, I think it's been okay in the long run, but I feel like day to day, we were still on the, oh God, Flyers goaltending roller coaster that it felt like there was a little bit more of a knee jerk reaction to how Carter Hart was playing a little earlier on and then maybe playing Elliot for one too many games in a row. And I was really nervous that we were going to go through this same terrible cycle again with mismanaging goaltenders. But I feel like it has leveled out a little bit and that we're going to be okay. But I think up until very recently, I was very nervous about this whole thing. I think that's fair. Definitely. But okay. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow where we have a recap of the Flyers and Caps game. 
player profile. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send us in your questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or by email at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. If you'd like to be a, a featured sponsor on the show, please email us at lockedonflyers at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a good one.